0: The imposter syndrome is just perhaps a reminder to check in on Am I being myself and can I be worthy of being myself? Welcome to the Artist Becoming Podcast.
1: Hey, Jess. Hey, Shelby, a five, six, seven, eight. Join us in weekly conversations with performing artists across stages, studios, rinks, fields, and screens.
0: conversation a chance to dive deep into the story of their becoming all right Shelby let's get on into it Welcome to another episode of inside out small chats big topics where together we discuss some big topics that are circulating our industry those ones that we just don't usually get to talk about. We're going to share some personal insights, stories, good giggles, nitty-gritty challenging sides of the industry that we just don't usually sit with. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, DM us your thoughts at artistbecoming on Instagram or send us an email at artistbecoming at gmail.com.
1: Hey, Jess. Hey, Shelby. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Small Chats, Big Topics. (laughs) Um, Jess, what are we talking about today? Well, today we are
0: going to talk about a little something called imposter syndrome, a little big something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> imposter syndrome is very relative, um, very relevant for artists. It's, it's something that across all industries is present, but I think it's sort of the greatest peril of the artist is the imposter syndrome. So, Shelby, would you, with that give us the definition give us the intellectual sort of insight into what imposter syndrome is and then you know talk us through perhaps your own personal experience with maybe feeling like an imposter or how that crept up into your career or, or ways in which you saw that um, as you were performing
1: Oh, this one. So, okay. We'll start with the definition. Um, imposter syndrome is basically the experience of feeling like a phony. It's, it's kind of this fear or anxiety that at any given minute you're going to be found out. Like you do not belong where you are. Perhaps you don't deserve to be where you are. Maybe you got there through luck, um, or kind of just random circumstance. And so it's just this idea that you don't belong based off of prejudgments largely and uh, largely prejudgments that, are created in our own mind. Um, so the funny thing about imposter syndrome, um, in, in its relation to artists specifically is that in my personal experience, I don't know a population of people more passionately or authentically in pursuit of their calling than artists. And that's of course my very relative perspective as an artist myself. Um, and then the funny kind of almost irony there is that imposter syndrome exists on such a high level among artists, among people that have given their whole lives to prepare themselves to do what they want to do and to be who they want to be or to align themselves with a community that makes them feel so belonging, but then at the same time can feel so um, perhaps like un- undeserving or uh, not good enough. Um, I think that's a huge part of it. For me, I think the first time I kind of flirted with the idea of imposter syndrome was when I went from a very small town and smaller ballet school to a very large city and a a very prestigious ballet school. Um, so I was born in Sarasota, Florida, and then I moved to New York city when I was 13 to train at the school of American ballet. And I found that, you know, (laughs) we've, we've brought this up before, but there's this kind of joke that, um, SAB was this school of Clara's, like everybody there was a Clara at their smaller ballet school. And then you arrive and you're amongst this sea of talents and it's so inspiring. But all of a sudden you are once again, a small fish in a very large pool when perhaps you were used to being the opposite. And so that was my first personal experience of being like, Ooh, am I good enough for this? Like, do, do I belong here? But of course I was young and naive and, you know, like in my the way that I showed up to that experience, like you see a five or six year old, like jetting down a ski slope with absolutely no fears or inhibition. I just kind of dove into it. Um, there were other moments where it kind of crept up into my psyche that I kind of learned to redirect my energy, but then it really came back full force when I decided to go to school and I hadn't been in a formal academic environment in over seven years. And, um, I went to a university in New York City and just felt all of a sudden very, very small, not necessarily ill-equipped, but a little bit like um, I felt like I was having to tread water a little bit more a little bit more aggressively than than it seemed people were doing beside me in order to breathe and stay afloat. And um, they actually talked about it a lot, um, this idea of imposter syndrome creeping in where you feel like everyone else is kind of doing fine, where everyone else deserves to be there with their talent. But like, what are you doing here? And it's a major psych shift. It's a major psychological reframe that you have to practice almost on the daily to remind yourself you are absolutely able, you have absolute capacity to be doing what you're doing, but that is, it's a choice to follow that voice. It's a choice to turn the volume up on that voice. Um, so that's my long, short, long story. I would love, I would love to hear your relationship with that, Jess. I don't think we've really talked about this together before.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that we really have. And I, I just think everything you shared is so, um, relatable like I think it's just that's exactly gosh that that feeling of you know going from the little school to the bigger school or being at the trainee program and then being an apprentice like those shifts that happen where you've worked so hard to reach something and then the way that I can describe it from a very vulnerable kind of embarrassing personal statement which I'm just going to share is that do it This is so embarrassing, but true. And I'm not afraid to say it. When I was performing, when I was dancing or on Broadway or, or whatever, seeking to create as an artist, I always had these like almost like an angel and a devil on my shoulder, but they were two voices of Jess, both delusional. (laughs) Like, not the inner voice, just two cuckoo voices. And I think one of them, embarrassingly, was like, I'm a star. And it's sort of that joke that we had, we had on, when I shared my story of falling. How I was like going on to stage like, I'm a star, I'm a star, yeah. fall. It's, that was the voice that almost always existed because I think when you have that calling you're called to something so heartfully and so passionately like you believe in yourself or you wouldn't have that call you're doing it because you believe about a gift that you're here to bring forward it's it's a deep inner voice that's telling you calling you forwards towards this art so that one voice is like I'm a star I'm gonna be the prima ballerina at the top company or the whatever I'm gonna be on a magazine cover of Whatever for some film I've written. Okay, that's the one voice. While just as loud, there's another voice that's like, you are worthless, completely <laughs> ill equipped, unprepared, yeah. not capable. And, and so many dancers, I think, have that. There's like, or artists or actors, right? There's an inner voice that's like, yes, see me see me, the cry, like, see me. You're standing in the studio. You're asking the person at the front to see you, like, see my shine, see my light. I should be cast first cast. And then you actually get that. And you're like, oh my God, no, (laughs) i you know, and it's these two, it's ping pong, it's mental pinball is what I call it. I'm pinballing. I always felt like I was pinballing between these two. And I think to conversations with, um, you know, some of our guest artists and Devin spoke so beautifully on this, Uh she described what it was like when she was cast in Swan Lake. And, you know, I don't want to speak for her. I think our video is up on YouTube with her, but she just, just had that moment of like, wait, me, wait, but my legs go here. What are you talking about? Yet I'm sure there was also a deep inner knowing that she had her own breath and her own artistry to give to it. And she, she did the work of dipping down into her well and choosing to, to mute that imposter voice and go, well, what I was given this, what do I authentically carry within me that I can bring to it? And so it's it's learning how to practice turning down the volume on the imposter and turning down the volume a bit on that that kind of fantasy romanticized dream of ourselves and trying to stay present in our real skill sets, our real gifts, our real our real presence, our real being. And um, yeah, I, I will also say that I think while I have specific moments of that in my arts career and like I had made a film last year and I put all my heart and soul into it and have yet to show it to the world because it's the same feeling of like, oh God, but now that's terrible. Who am I to have written something I know nothing about? It's just such a silly artist's Conundrum, like this, cry to be seen and to give, and then this fear of being seen. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, it's it's this like double edged sword, and um, I feel it when we're creating artists becoming. Like I, I have moments where I just think, who am I to speak to any of this? When when I was in a company, I was the most uncomfortable competitively or with jealousy or with my body. And here I am speaking on, well, if you meditate and you you know, have community, it'll be better. Well, it will be. And I do have the tools now to speak on it from only my authentic seat that I'm sitting in and from no other seat or from no expertise other than what I've lived through. But that same feeling of like, we're being seen. And I think that that's what imposter syndrome that's where it connects so deeply to the artist. It's like a... Yeah. The fear of being really seen for our true selves, which even if you're cast as Odette means being seen for your weaknesses.
1: Yeah, I mean, wow. You just said 10 things that I would love to respond to. I guess to start where you left off is this idea that it does seem to be just this really common thread Right. This idea of potentially not good enough, not prepared enough, haven't had enough rehearsal, blah, 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 blah. But as performing artists, we we are performative with our art. Like we've signed up to stand on stages to perform for thousands of people, like perfect or not. And it's not going to be perfect because we're human beings. Um, But I think, you know, Harper Harper Waters spoke so profoundly to elements of this in our recent conversation with him where he was basically like, we showing up to a studio, showing up on a stage, showing up as an artist is advocacy. And maybe that advocacy is for a much larger, more meaningful cause, but at a very like microcosm level, that advocacy is for ourselves, right? We're advocating that we have something to share and that we're bold and courageous enough to share it regardless of its imperfections. Um, And I think that it's important to discern with imposter syndrome is not the same as being humble. Like you can still, right? Like you can still thrive and claim your stardom or claim the opportunities that you get and step into them with power and, humility. Like you can be gracious and receiving and sharing of your talents and be humble enough to sit there and say, I can only speak from my own authentic seat, from my own authentic body and vehicle of expression. It's not going to be perfect. If it doesn't resonate with you, honor that. If it does honor that. And here we all are just trying to be humans, trying to contribute to something larger than ourselves, which, which we call art. Um, You know, and I think that. that conversation we had with Devin, I'm so glad you brought that up because part of showing up for opportunities as, as artists is not being seen as the perfect product, but being seen as having the potential to step into your talent or to step into your fullness. And I think about so many of these brilliant stars and talents that we've spoken with through artists becoming, and as friends of ours as well. And so much of it is this reflection upon a teacher when they were young or a mentor, when they were stepping into their professional careers that saw potential in them. And then that person made the choice to say, I'm going to step into this potential that's being seen in me. Right. And like recognize I'm not a finished product. None of us are. Um, but I can stand here amidst a sea of, Principles, seasoned principles, as a young, or you know, as a young dancer. In Devin's case, for example, or even in, in Harper's case, and so many of these stars we've that we've spoken to, um, and I think that that's a common thread too. Is that performing arts careers are often young careers, and so you have this period of time where you're young and almost like beginner's luck, naive, going for it, like haven't really been torn down yet. So you don't have a fear around that. And then you get to that stage where you're like, okay, the criticism is mounting. The rejection is mounting. The missed shots are, you know, are piling up and we start to give more power to the voices of doubt. Um, and then maybe we get an opportunity and we remember how it feels to just like lean into, and you know, like lean into that potential, and you kind of have to harness that. But it is so much a choice of what what voices we're turning the volume up on. I love how you phrased it that way.
0: Taking a quick pause from the episode to let you know about some cool things that are happening over at Artists Becoming, like one on one coaching. You can work with us one on one for personalized mentorship and guidance on your path as an artist becoming. Proactive coaching to support your mental and emotional well being because it matters. So you can go ahead and schedule a free consult call with us on our website. And while you're there, check out our on-demand subscription-based membership where you can be supported for less than the cost of your weekly latte. All right, Um, (laughs) y'all. It gives you access to our full offerings on demand, like visual meditations, yummy yoga flows, super thematic with integrative prompts and basically just the works to support you. Um, all at your fingertips so go ahead and check that out on our website and um, we'll head back into the episode yeah wow and I think like what is the proactive solution because we're always as artists we've so many of us are going to deal with that kind of imposter feeling and and I guess what what I'm what I'm thinking about is that an imposter is an act, right? It's like an imposter is like a fake, a phony, as you said. And so I think that the 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 way to almost consciously or attempt to be proactively moving past that imposter sort of feeling is almost that check-in, that quiet check-in with yourself to go, but am I being myself? Like I created this thing and now I feel like an imposter for putting it out there, or I got this role and now I feel like an imposter and I can hardly even show up for the rehearsals in the studio because how could they have thought of me is almost like a little check-in to say to myself, right now, am I being myself? Yes. Right now, do I have my imperfections and my challenges with this role or with this thing I've created? Yes. But does it still feel like it came from me and it is me? Yes. You know, and what about the stuff that I'm really good at within this role? or that I'm, really, that I'm really proud of within what I've created. Did it come from within from me? Yes. Did I put it on? No. Oh wait, I did put that one thing on. Let me see what happens if I just shed that one thing that I put on a little bit and now I show up for this. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like a check-in of, you're not an imposter as long as you're being you. So it's, it's like if you've been given the role and it feels all of a sudden like you're not capable or, or you've been given the promotion, I think is so common um
1: yeah super common
0: or or you know writers actors this is just the so common and I think that it's just a question of am I being me you know when we hold these conversations are we being Shelby and Jess is it hi Jess hi Shelby or is it like hi like is it some other character and that's for us to check in on ourselves you know it's the imposter syndrome is just perhaps a reminder to check in on am I being myself and can I be worthy of being myself.
1: Yeah. I love that. And as we've been working more recently with schools and different uh, students across the performing arts um, fields of performing arts, one exercise that we've been offering, which I, I really like is taking a moment to acknowledge how you feel and how you are. And oftentimes these things might feel combative. You know, I feel like an imposter and I am capable like, it's okay to feel both at the same time. It's as humans, that's part of our experience is reconciling, you know, the me- metabolization of opposite feelings at the same time, like happy tears, like that's so confusing, but it's so human. And so it's to say moments when we, when we feel not good enough or we have that fear of being found out that it's um, okay, I, I feel anxiety and I am here, I showed up. That's maybe that's where you start. It can be as simple as that. So the I feel I am exercise and also just and, you know, it, rather than but replacing, anytime you want to say but, replace it with an and, which Leah Smart, um, you know, kind of walked us through those exercises in our conversation with her, that um, it's it's an and. I, I feel anxiety or I feel insecurity around the demands of this role. And I'm gonna keep showing up to try to step into it, you know. And I trust that the people that have offered me this opportunity see the potential in me. And I'm gonna lean into it. And I'm gonna be fearful. And I'm gonna keep showing up. And it's just <laughs> it keeps going. And I'm now gonna cut myself off. But we get the point. <laughs> and done. And
0: um, we're gone <laughs> done, done. Did it. Um. And yeah. yeah.
1: That's it. That's just it. That's amore. <laughs> <And> <laughs> next time. See you next time.
0: Bye. Bye. Want to connect further with our community at Artists Becoming? Rate and review this podcast and subscribe to stay on top of our weekly guest artist conversations and our small chats, big topics. Check out www.artistbecoming.com to learn more about our monthly subscription membership. Filled with on-demand guided meditation and yummy yoga practices to support your unique journey as a performing artist. Follow along on Instagram at ArtistBecoming for sneak peeks and inspiring content and DM us the dream artists, athletes, performers, psychologists that you'd love to hear from or topics you'd like for us to unpack. Sharing is caring so fire up that group chat, share to your stories, comment, Share, 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 and just stay connected with us. We are here for your becoming.